Hello, y'all, and welcome to Young Folk Knits. My name is Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a very yarny podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Folk Knits podcast. How are you doing today, Becky? I'm doing good. How are you, Miss Casey? I'm good. Another Monday done. (laughs) It (laughs) it hasn't. Oh, yeah, we have survived. Um, But it hasn't been that long since we talked. We got to do an IG live yesterday together. Yeah, that was fun. It was. I was very nervous. (laughs) I was like, I hope it's not just me and you on there and nobody shows up. But there was quite a few. I was surprised. Yeah, it was awesome. And I liked hearing what everybody is working on for the Rhinebeck Caravan Cow, which I will just mention in case this is your first episode, Becky and I are hosting a cow up until Rhinebeck where anything is welcome, garments, accessories, and it's something that you are either going to wear to Rhinebeck if you are going or if you're not going, something you would wear if you were. And we talked a little bit yesterday about what we were both going to make and you have still got your pinguono going, right? I do. I'm waiting for some yarn. Um, Otherwise, I think I would have already had it finished. I ran out of yarn for a sleeve and for the collar because I definitely want those things to be specific colors. I don't want to mix and match on those. I want at least those to be coordinating. So I'm waiting for that, but it shouldn't be very long until it gets here. But my second thing that I have started for the for the cal is the tessellated vest by andrea maury so i've got that going i've got the ribbing started um so i'm not just sitting here waiting (laughs) i'm keeping busy you are using a really pretty navy color for yours so we definitely we're gonna have to get pictures uh together i've got sort of a caramel brown color and you've got a fun navy color going so we look like sisters that their mom got coordinating outfits for, but <laughs> they weren't exactly the same. Right. <laughs> I'm excited to take a bunch of um, matchy, matchy pictures with you and with other knitters over there. Because I know a lot of people are, have knit that as a test knit and also are going to knit that as their Rhinebeck sweater or vest. Yeah, it was it was a fun pattern to knit. She loves mosaic knitting. It's a pattern by Andrew Mowry, and she she really loves her mosaic knitting. But I find that mosaic knitting is more enjoyable to me if it's all over a sweater than doing stranded color work. I'm not a huge fan of multiple colors. Like this has three different yarns, and I do not like carrying three different yarns in a single row for stranded color work. Right. And I, th- I think I read in the pattern that you could just carry these, these up the side, which I yeah. think is really nice. I enjoy that. I like mosaic knitting uh, quite a bit. I find it very enjoyable and it's very intuitive too. You're not really having to figure out what you're doing as much as you are with, with other things like, you know, stranded color work or I just feel like I'm not as tied to the chart, I should say with mosaic knitting. Yeah, this is a really simple, easy to memorize pattern as far as the body goes, the repeat. So I think it's a a great meditative knit. If I could just get past the ribbing, the one by one rib on size two needles. (laughs) I have to say, though, you you are in your element with a little, you know, you're not tight knitter as in overly tight at all, but you're more her gauge 
Whereas I am so loose compared to Andrew Mowry. Like what she suggests, I had to do my ribbing on a size one needle. Oh my goodness. Did I tell you that? No. And I don't mind little needles because, you know, I like, I like, um, knitting socks on the little tiny circle circular needles. And those are little tiny needles. I don't mind that. It's just that there's so many stitches <laughs> in the one by one ribbing, but no, I did not know that you had to do that on ones. Yeah. I applaud yeah. you. You're a hero. <laughs> we need to have <laughs> Mariah Carey or Enrique Iglesias thing about you. <laughs> hey, and I had to go down to a size zero for my tubular cast on. Oh my goodness, it gets worse. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I am currently working on my Rosenland top. It's so addicting. It's really fun. It's got three different charts that you are working simultaneously, but it's really easy to to work them all at once, actually. Um, the center of the top is a Japanese lace knitted chart and I can't memorize it. It's 24 rows. <laughs> so that is not fun, but the cable charts are so easy to memorize. It's basically just a two row repeat and a four or six row repeat. So those make up for it at least, <laughs> but I'm having so much fun seeing it come into existence <laughs> and I'm using cotton yarn and I have not really done a lot of cable knitting with 100% cotton yarn. So my hand is getting tired really easy, but I think I'm going to love the finished product. I think you are. It's really beautiful and it's special and I think it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth the hand cramps. <laughs> I'm so excited to get it done. Maybe I'll even get it done while it's still summer and then I could wear it as a top and not just a vest. So I'm excited for that. All right. I think that we have a few questions to answer today. What's our first one that was submitted? So our first question comes from Knots Pots Pearls and they ask tips for finding time to knit with young kids. I'm lucky to get a half hour a day. I can feel that. <laughs> <laughs> we both have kids. So mm -hmm. we definitely understand trying to carve out time. But, you know, for me, I just have to knit with my kids. <laughs> my kids are um, maybe practicing the piano or doing school or whatever it is that they're doing. And I will just sit in the living room with them and knit while they're doing what they're doing. Um, I also would say that I get up early to knit, but my kids are early risers. They get up at like 5.30 every morning. So that's really not an option for me. Instead, they go to bed early and I will get like two hours of knitting time at night before I go to bed. What about you? When is your knit time? Um, I usually knit a little bit in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee and then I will knit at night, you know, after everyone is wine has wound down for the night. Um, uh, but I, same thing as you just carving out little time in the day. Like I'll bring my knitting with me if I'm in the car, if I'm going to go somewhere, because I don't know whether or not I'll have to wait. And sometimes I think that I won't, Oh, I won't have to wait here, but then I'll find out that I did have to wait. And then I will kick myself for not bringing my knitting. So I just always bring it with me. Um, not every project, but something that's simple, that I could throw in the car, like a sock or, um, you know, a, 
kerchief or some kind of simple something. And then the same thing too. I like to have something simple on the needles and something more complicated so that if I'm with um, my child and they need my attention, I could still carry on a conversation. I could still listen to what they're having to say and knit on something simple while we're hanging out together. Um, And then the more complicated things I usually keep for when I have some quiet time. Yeah. Like my Rosalind top, I started it out as a TV knit and knit during the day with my kids. And I made a miscrossed on my cable (laughs) at the very beginning. And after that point, it became a at night audiobook only (laughs) knit. So definitely good advice. Have something stock and net or at least very simple that you can have on hand when you're with your kids or, you know, in line at the pharmacy in the drive through <laughs> for 20 mm-hmm. minutes, you could definitely get a few rows done in, the, you know, all, the, all those little things during the day. Right. And I'm going to say something kind of shocking, <laughs> but knitting is wonderful and it is important to me, but it is not the most important thing. There are things that are more important that, um, that should come first and I shouldn't feel upset about that. Not, not to say that this person feels upset about having to do any of their important things. It's just, you know, knowing that it's just putting it in its place and knowing that it's, you know, life happens and some days you don't get to knit at all. And some days you get to have a couple hours and it's great when you get to have more time to do something that you love. But if it doesn't happen that day, there'll be another day. (laughs) Yeah. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get a lot of time every day to knit. That's okay. Right. Especially right. if you're busy living life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I do know it's important for people to have a, a few, you know, some time to themselves, some time to, um, uh, to chill and knit and, um, wind down and it helps them center themselves and it helps them relax and helps them de-stress. And I think that is, is important, but, um, But, you know, even if you have a few minutes a day or 30 minutes, that's, that's great. That's great. It's fantastic. Whatever time you get to knit is, is good. It's good times. Yeah. And I've also been hearing a phrase thrown around a lot lately, habit stacking, (laughs) where, Mm -hmm. you know, people will knit while they're trying to implement a new habit or just combine multiple things. One in particular I hear a lot about is walking and knitting. So if you want to get your walk in every day, a little bit of exercise, but you feel like you have to choose between that or getting some knitting time in. Maybe, you know, you could try doing both at the same time. I'm, I'm not the best walking walker and knitter. (laughs) I'm not the best at that. It has to be very simple or I will fall flat on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever tried it. I have never tried it. I do like to, I do love to read. And so I have found with like, when you'd mentioned habit stacking, I like to listen to audiobooks while I knit, then I'm doing two things that I really enjoy, or I'll listen to an audiobook while I'm cleaning. And then, um, I'll knit, like I said, when I'm, when I'm just hanging out with, with somebody, um, doing something simple, but I think that's great because it, it does help you. It does help your mental health. It does help you have joy in your life when you are able to do things, little things for yourself like that, that bring you joy. So I think it is important. Yeah. And 
I'll say one last thing. As your kids get older, you're going to have more time. They're going to do more things on their own and for themselves and by themselves and you will have more time. So even if no matter what, you're just not getting a lot of time right now, it won't last forever. (laughs) Okay, so our next question is from Kelsey and it is, I'd love it if you would discuss patterns for hand spun yarn, specifically single skeins or only two skeins. What do you think, Becky? Well, I don't spin, so I don't have a lot of hand spun yarn, but I do have a special skein that you had given to me and I did pick out a pattern for it. Um, Let me find it here. I'm in my Ravelry favorites. It's a hat by Stephen West and it is called the Cabled Trellis Hat. I think it has two colors and I, one is kind of like a marled. He may have even used like scraps for us. I'm not sure, but I think it will be perfect for the hand spun um, skein that you gave me. I'll just use that as well as just like a solid color for the ribbing and the trellis in this pattern. I think it'll look fantastic in hand spun. That's exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think this is a good question because even if you're not a spinner, I think a lot of times we might go to a yarn store or somewhere and pick up maybe one or even two skeins of yarn and not know exactly (laughs) what we're going to use it for. For me, with my hand spun, it really defaults to sport weight a lot. So something that I have found easy to do is to get on Ravelry, search for the spin cycle dot in the wool, and then look at the project pages and it'll show you all the different patterns that it has been knit up in. And a lot of times those patterns will only use like one or two skeins of the spin cycle because it's just a contrast color. And that gives me a lot of ideas of patterns to throw my (laughs) hand spun in. One of them I will say is a tessellated vest because I did not even use two full skeins of spin cycle and they're like 50 grams. They're not, they're not a full hundred gram skein. So I think that would be a great pattern to, to use some hand spun up and mix it in with some non hand spun. I think so too. And that would be really special because then you get to see that that vest has like little squares Um, and the color shifts up and down with the squares. And I think that would be really cool with your hand spun because you get to see every little bit of that skein in those little squares. And I think it just would be special and you could just sit there and stare at it and turn it over and stare at it some more. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm, I'm wanting to, I'm actually wanting to make a pullover. I've got some of the Casey colorway by Cami Joe Knits that I'm spinning up. And I think that would be really cool as the contrast color for the tessellated pullover. Um, I think I told you too, a sweater that I really want to make is you, you're wanting to make the sweater too, the trove sweater. Yes, that would be cool and hand spun. I think it would be really cool to use the contrast color for mm-hmm. as the hand spun. Yes. That gives my 100% stamp of approval. <laughs> I also think cowls like the Inclinations Cowl by Andrea Mowry or the Night Shift or Night the night, night Shift. I think the Night Shift is this is the shawl. Is it the Shifty Shifty Cowl? Maybe it's Shifty. Let's look it up. It is here it comes. It is the Shift. The Shift. I don't even remember where we were. I don't either. <laughs> 
But I think a lot of cows that Andrea Mowry has designed, like the Inclinations cow, the Rad Plaid, and the Shift, all of those I think would be good that you can mix in your hand spun with non-hand spun even if you wanted to. Because one thing that I find is that if you're new to spinning and you or you even have some older skeins of hand spun that maybe weren't perfectly balanced, if you mix them in with a commercial yarn, it really evens everything out and you can, you know, it, it works and it's up just fine. So I think that's always a good idea. I think so too. And while you were talking, I was looking at the different cows that she has for that. The Montana mountain cow would be super cool and hand spun. That's a pretty one too. You know what else? The new, have you seen the Alpine Bloom Tea by Boyland Networks? Mm-hmm. That's really pretty. I think that's really pretty. I think the contrast color would be gorgeous and hand spun. I agree. There's so many endless possibilities. I would just say in the end, you just need to do it. Just use it. <laughs> use it up in whatever pattern you want. I really need to get on with knitting <laughs> with my hand spun. Yeah, that's the cool thing about knitting is that if you don't like it, you can get that yarn back. <laughs> you yeah. can take it back. And so that's that's one of the cool things about knitting is that most hobbies aren't like that. Sometimes if you use your supply, you've used your supply <laughs> and you cannot retrieve that. So I, I do love knitting for that reason. Yeah, we can all visit the frog pond and everything will be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, we have one last question. We do. It's from Red Poppy Creations. And they ask, how long to knit a sweater? Test knit windows are so short for the larger sizes. What do you think? How long does it take you to knit a sweater? Long sleeve, full body, not cropped. Let's call it a DK weight. Um, in a perfect world, <laughs> three weeks. In a normal life, a month or a little bit more. For me, I'm not the fastest knitter and um, I just think that, you know, you've got your life. So I think that's a, that's a reasonable time to knit a sweater. And I really appreciate, I haven't done a lot of test knitting, but I like, I like it when a when a pattern designer gives you an appropriate amount of time. Because sometimes I have gone, I was like, oh, I want to test that. And I'll go look at the, the specifics and I'll think, there's no way I can get that done in, you know, two and a half weeks. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. Me and Mega from Skeins of Dreams, I talked the other day and we really prefer to only do test knits now that have like an eight week length because... I usually knit a size five in a sweater and I mean, I don't, I'm, I probably, I could get it done in a month if I had to, but I don't want to, I don't enjoy that kind of knitting. Um, I, I would like to have six to eight weeks to knit on a sweater, honestly, <laughs> to me, otherwise it's just not enjoyable. I think that's a good time frame. I really do. Because when you go to test knit, you don't know. I mean, usually you have something else going and yeah, you can usually put stuff down and start your test knit and come back to what you were knitting before, but you usually have something else going. You also don't know what your life is going to be like that month because sometimes you can, you know, no problems can happen and everyone stays healthy and all that. But then sometimes you have a doozy of a month. 
So you just can't foresee the future. So I think a longer test net window is is nice. I know, for instance, I had done a test net for the Knit Pearl Girl, Sophie, and she gave us 12 weeks. And I thought that was fantastic and amazing. I loved it. <laughs> and it was a, a fingering weight sweater. And I thought that was appropriate because a fingering weight sweater, long sleeves, especially for larger sizes. I mean, it's not going to be an enjoyable knit if you are trying to do that in a four to six week even period. <laughs> so I definitely like a longer test knit time. And I have found too that sometimes for the larger sizes, test knits will offer, you know, the yoke finished split for sleeves and maybe one sleeve finished and that's all that is required because length you know from there on out can really be calculated with your yardage that you've already used if you've knit one sleeve the other's going to be exactly the same so that's nice too sometimes that is an option and i like that but i definitely like to have an eight week period <laughs> i do a lot of six week tests but I, I think that eight weeks is reasonable. And if you can't, if you don't finish a sweater, if it takes you two months or longer to finish a sweater, I would not feel bad about that. I don't know if, you know, if it's not a test knit, if you've committed to a test knit, I think you should try to finish it, <laughs> you know, if you agree to it. But if you're just knitting a sweater on your own and it takes three months to knit, don't feel like that's too long. No, and don't even feel like a year's too long, too. I mean, it's your sweater. <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> so if it takes you six months, takes you a year, takes you two years to come back to something that's in a project bag, who is who? who's going to get on to you for that? <laughs> You're the boss of that applesauce. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think it's very relative on how long it takes to knit a full sweater. I really do. I think it can have so many determining factors, gauge of the sweater, intricacy of your, you know, design elements in the sweater, the size you're knitting, life that's happening. So it's really hard to put a time frame on that. But I would say for me, I can, I can definitely knit a sweater in a month if I'm having a good month. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I probably will not finish a sweater in a month. There's, there's no need. <laughs> there's no need to. I mean, it's slow fashion. It's handmade clothes. If you wanted something quick, then you could just go to the store. But that's not as fun as knitting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that is all we have to chat about today. Don't forget, though, if you are going to participate with us in the Rhinebeck Caravan Cow to tag your pictures on Instagram with the hashtag Rhinebeck Caravan K-A-L. And that way we'll be able to include you for prizes whenever we pick that at the end. And we'd love to see your pictures. We'd love to see what you're knitting. It's exciting. It makes us excited about knitting, seeing all the creativity out there. Um, also, we want to mention that whips are welcome. So if you have a work in progress already, then go ahead and enter in. And um, if you're already participating in a knit along or a crochet along, um, you're welcome to join this one too and add the same project in with this. With this. So that's totally fine. And it doesn't have to be knitwear only. It can be crocheted. It can be sewn garments. It can be woven things. It can be 
any anything, anything that you're making to put on your body or somebody else's. <laughs> exactly. Good points. Yes. Uh, even if it's a bag, <laughs> if, right. you're, if you're crocheting a bag for Ron Beck, that's cool. I would love to see, I would love to see just like a grocery store bag that somebody has cut some holes in and this is their entry into the cow. I would love that. It would crack me up. Hey, they would have made the holes. <laughs> All right, y'all, don't forget, if you have a, a question or a topic that you would like to hear Becky and I chat about, then make sure and visit youngfolkknits.com, and you can submit your questions or topics there. Becky, tell them where they can find you on Instagram. At a hand knit letter, a dot hand knit dot letter. And you can find me at youngfolk.knits on Instagram and youngfolknits on YouTube. So until next time, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. <laughs> <laughs>